You're listening to The Mom Inspired Show, episode 214 with Jacqueline Zubiana. Welcome to The Mom Inspired Show. I'm your host, Amber Sandberg, and this show is created to inspire, encourage, and add a little extra fun to your day. Hey, you guys, I'm super excited to have Jacqueline on today. This is part three of Keeping Your Sanity During the Holidays series. And today we are going to be talking about ditching perfectionism. I don't know about you guys, but I feel like perfectionism can really ruin a lot of things. I think with the holidays, it really shows up and creeps in. And I think a lot of times why we're getting so stressed out or why arguments happen or just chaos is happening is because we're trying to do things perfectly. And so I want to challenge you guys to really think about um, where is perfectionism creeping into your life and is it serving you? Um, You know, it's so easy to let our to-do list get so long as moms, but you add in the holidays and it ends up just becoming this endless list that seems impossible. And so I think that just completely stresses us out. So Jacqueline just talks about perfectionism, self-love, taking care of ourselves, and really just evaluating what we're really doing. What are we making a priority and what are we making important and getting rid of those shoulds, meaning we don't, we don't want to keep saying we should do this. We should do this. We should do that. We should do whatever, you know, and just really think about what is the most important, what will make you happy. Of course, there's things that we really have to do. Um, but what about the rest? Can we cut that out? Um, the things that are not that important. So I hope you guys really enjoy this episode. If you feel like you have friends that really struggle with this, please share this episode, share the whole series with them. I'm really trying to help all the moms this year. Um, this has been, you know, a challenging year and it's just a year that, I feel like we constantly have to pivot. There's just all this unknown. And I feel like anytime that we can kind of just take care of ourselves, it will just help um, what we can control. And in itself, I feel like that makes us feel a lot better. So um, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Hey, you guys, welcome back to my favorite thing segment. And today I'm going to talk to you about travel. I feel like right now travel is a big question mark for everyone. And with it being November, a lot of times people are thinking about spring break. This is when I'm normally helping my clients with spring break and summer travel plans. So you might be thinking, where can we even go right now? And right now, um, your best place to go outside of the United States is Mexico. But if you guys are looking for places um, you know, in the Caribbean, I will say as of right now, there is Mexico, St. Lucia, Turks and Caicos, Jamaica, Belize and Aruba. And so, um, but here is the thing with that. Um, They might require you to do a COVID test and have negative results. So where Mexico, you are not required to do that at this point. So again, it's the easiest to get in and get out. I sent a bride in October to go. I've known other people that have been traveling to Mexico and had um, a great time. Um, I do want to touch base on Europe. This one's a hard pill to swallow because I know a lot of people want to go to Europe, but right now, You know, Italy, France, and Spain, they're just not letting um, people in with U.S. passports. Uh, So we're going to have to kind of put that on hold. Um, I'm thinking spring 2021 um, is probably when that could start happening, um, that things might shift. But as as of right now, we cannot travel there. So um, right now, I would really focus on the Caribbean. And like I said, if you don't want to deal with a COVID test, I would highly recommend Mexico. Um, so if you guys want to just start, you know, brainstorming with me, feel free to reach out to me. My travel email is Amber Sandberg, S-A-N-D like sand, B-E-R-G at H-K 
luxurytravel.com. And we can start brainstorming. And here's the deal. Um, there is no fee that you pay me. I get paid by the wholesaler or vendor or hotel. And so there's no hidden fees. I am free to you. So why not use me? Um, because this is the time to really um, use a travel advisor um, to make a decision because um, we're here to help you figure out where the best place to go, especially during COVID. Um, and like I mentioned before, all this information will be in the show notes. If you subscribe to my email, it will be in your inbox every Tuesday when a new episode comes out. Make sure to join my email list at amber or at mominspiredshow.com. Enter your name and email, and that way all this will be at your fingertips. All right, you guys, let's go to the show. Hi, Jacqueline. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Hi, Amber. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Oh, good. Okay. So I like to start off every show with an icebreaker on travel. Um, I am a travel agent for those that do not know that, um, even though, you know, it's kind of um, not happening that much um, this year. So I don't, you know, a travel agent, and you're like, it's like, what is that? I don't know. I mean, because what is travel? <laughs> um, but I have to say, you know, what's interesting, I had a bride reach out to me, and she's doing a last minute, um, they're eloping because their wedding just kept getting messed up for COVID. And so I'm trying to send them to Cabo, I went last year. So that kind of just made me so excited, even though I'm not going, I'm like, oh, someone's going somewhere. <laughs> um, so I wanted to ask you, what is your favorite vacation spot? And why? And it can be with or without kids. Yeah. And I totally understand your excitement for others because <laughs> I love to travel. I grew up in a family that every summer we went on a vacation. And so I too live through other people's photos of the beach right yeah. now and all that good stuff. Um, I would say my favorite vacation and now with a little one, I know this is going to change, but it is definitely the Bahamas paradise Island. Mm. Um, I just, the most gorgeous beach I've ever been to seen in my entire life. And so that one, um, has a very special spot in my heart, but I know now with a toddler that the days of lounging on the beach are gone for a little while. Yeah, It looks a little different, but it, it will come back. It will come back. You know, um, my girls are six and nine. And so of course it's not the same as going without them. Um, but you know, they're not toddlers. I don't have to worry that they're running into the ocean and drowning, you know, however, <laughs> I do have to keep an eye on them because the you know, the tide can still take them in. So I can't just be completely like, well, they're fine. Um, but, you know, they can do their own things where, you know, a toddler or a baby always needs to be um, entertained or they may hate the sand. That often ha happens, you know, that th they don't like the feeling. Um, my youngest one was kind of like that. She did not like sitting on the sand. She was like, put me in a chair or on a towel. So, um, you know, so it's like, it just all depends too on your child and their personality as well. So, um, one day, one day you'll get back there or you can just get away with your husband and, and have a couple's trip. <laughs> yeah. But I'm still in that. Even, even though he's three, I'm not quite in the ready, leave him for an extended time sure. yet. Yeah. I think it will come. Um, yeah. I don't know if it's the Italian in me, but I, I like when we go on a date night, which now we do the date night in, but when we right. used to go like getting home and hugging Mike, if my, if our little guy woke up, I was actually happy. Uh, so I'm like, oh, I yeah. get to go and hug him and like rock him back. <laughs> so I'm one of those. <laughs> yeah. But um, one day I'm sure uh, the tides will change and I'll be very excited for a little time away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, enjoy it. it. It's, it's great that you feel that way. So yeah, no point in rushing it and, and being like, see you later. If you don't, if you don't need that. <laughs> 
Um, okay, so let's jump into um, the interview. Tell us a little bit more about yourself, your name, where you live, and um, we'll go into. So you just said you have one. You have one son. Is that right? And he's three. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So so share yeah, with us. Um, yeah. Yeah. Your first and last name and uh, where you live. Hi. Sure. My name is Jacqueline Zubiana. I live in Missouri, which is why I live to travel to the beach, <laughs> you know, <laughs> landlocked here. So yep. beaches uh, bring me such a great joy. I don't get to get on a regular basis. And I, um, I help moms ditch the unrealistic expectations of motherhood so they can thrive. And what that really comes down to is um, I really specialize in helping overwhelmed moms cultivate self-care, self-love, and self-compassion so that they can go from really struggling to enjoying the heck out of motherhood because motherhood is a big transition and it can feel overwhelming. But if you're willing to look at yourself and, you know, make some shifts, you can really make it work more for you and take away a lot of that stress. Yeah, that's awesome. And it is a testament that you were saying that you're not ready to just ship off your son and go on vacation. So <laughs> I feel like you figured something out. <laughs> um, so I didn't the, think of it like that. Yeah, but hey, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, you know, doing what you preach. So um, I wanted to have you on the show. Um, because you know, as we head into the holidays, um, I want to give some moms ideas to help reduce the burnout this season. And, you know, this has um, already been a challenging year with COVID, um, people having to homeschool that weren't expecting to homeschool, and then you add in the election on top of all of it. And I just want to set them up to end 2020 on a high note in regards to things that they can control, because obviously we can't control the things that we can't control. So um, that's going to happen no matter what. But the things that we can kind of control, um, I'm thinking, you know, why not have a different thought um, process about certain things and kind of just, you know, set us up for success versus just, I don't know, you know, doing the same thing every year and then wondering why you feel awful at the end of the holiday season or just, you know, there's so many times, and I've said this over the years on the podcast that, um, just hearing moms just be like, I just got to get through this. Like, I just got to get through the holiday season, which is kind of sad because, you know, you don't want to look back and be like, well, I just got through that, you know, and, um, you know, you want it to be a fun and exciting time. But I think because moms put so much pressure on themselves, it it really does turn into this humongous to-do list of these are all the things that I need to do. And it's like more elevated than normal. And then, of course, if you looked at it that way, you really would want to just like bust through it and just get to the end. And then boom, January 2nd's here. And you're like, okay, we're in a new year um, now. And hopefully it's better than 2020 anyway. Um, So (laughs) I wanted you to come on because I wanted you to talk to us um, about, you know, moms getting really burnt out. But I want to start with Um, perfectionism, because I really feel like it rears its ugly head um, around the holidays. And I say that because there is so much pressure for moms to do everything perfect and have everything perfect for the holidays from, say, decorations to holiday pictures to the food to presents. And I feel like it can actually just cause an environment where it's not even fun. And yet moms are completely burnt out when I feel like this should be a time that we I don't know, just enjoy our families and have, you know, 
uh, a time that we can look back on and have fond memories, not think about running around with your head cut off. So um, I would love for you to just share with us how perfectionism can actually be damaging. Yeah, absolutely. And you had so many great gems in there that you talked about, you know, the things that we can't control versus the things that we do have control over. Just that in itself is such a big shift. And so um, perfectionism is something that so many people really struggle with. I call myself a recovered or recovering perfectionist overachiever. And so, you know, perfection really just doesn't exist. Nobody does everything perfectly all the time. And so when we have this idea in our head and that's what we're shooting for, we're going to fail all the time. And when you don't reach your expectations over and over and over again, and you keep those same standards, because often when you're in it, you don't realize that you're doing it to yourself Mm. ultimately. Yeah. And you know, it starts a cycle of trying to get it perfect. This It brings on so much stress. It eats away your time. Like you said, you know, time you could be spending with your family, but you're taking three times the amount of time to ice these cupcakes because you want them to look just right. And you're missing all this other great, joyful moments that you could be taking part in. And, you know, for what? Because at the end of the day, people don't notice mm-hmm. the little imperfections that maybe we see. And when you don't reach that standard of perfection, and you won't because we're humans, we're not perfect. You feel bad. You beat yourself up. Maybe then you beat yourself up because you spent all that extra time on it and it still didn't come out perfect. And then you start thinking about how you didn't get to play with your kids or visit with your, you know, family who was over because you were focused on this one thing that didn't even come out how you wanted it to anyway. And so it's really a a very stressful thing. Like I said, it sets you up for failure and it eats away your time and it steals these moments from our lives that of these experience we could be having with the ones around us that we really can't get back. Yeah. One thing that stood out to me, well, when you were talking about cupcakes, well, one cupcakes just stand out to me. So it's right there, but you were talking about icing them. Yeah. (laughs) I love cupcakes. So um, anyway, um, yeah, I'm like, Oh, cupcakes, they sound so good. Yeah. This, this is why I have to be careful watching cooking, baking shows, because the next thing you know, you're like, let's run to the bakery. <laughs> um, so, you know, what I was thinking too is I think people want to make everything look perfect and all that stuff. And, you know, here's the thing. If you, I think if you really enjoy it, because there are people who really, truly love it and they enjoy it, I say do it. But there's a lot of people that I feel like are doing things because they want to impress other people. But, I feel like if you were to go ask those people, hey, by the way, I get really stressed out. I yell at my family and I feel like I'm death by the end of the night. Uh, do, would you say that's worth it? Everyone would be like, um, no, you know? And so I, I I feel like if if someone wants something really amazing, but it's so stressful and they don't really get a lot of joy out of it, I say, go buy really beautiful cupcakes. You know what I mean? It's like really figure out what are the things that you actually like to do um, versus you're just doing it to impress others or you think others want to see it. Um, because 
they may not really even care. You know what I mean? Or, I mean, of course, when you see beautiful things, like when I see beautiful, like when you see cookies that are really gorgeous, you know, and you're like, wow, of course. It's like, you really are like, that is such a beautiful cookie. But I don't feel like it's worth it for someone to like kill themselves to make the cookie. So, you know, for me, I would be like, I would feel just the same if they bought those beautiful cookies is is my whole point. And I'm just using that as an example, because I feel like if you don't truly love it, and it really stresses you out, but you like to have it like at a say a party or whatever, then, you know, maybe that's where it's a, a good place to start looking to, um, delegate and offload or hire it out and stuff like that. So you still have the same effect without um, using up all your hours on something that maybe you don't even love doing, or it completely stresses you out, you know? Yeah, absolutely. That's a great point. You know, if it is something that I think when it's something that you really love to do and Mm -hmm. you want it to just look this beautiful way. And, and it's really from inside, you, you know, you know, it's something you enjoy. And then there are these other things that I talk and work with so many moms on. And those are the things I call the shoulds. And that's kind of where we're leading in here, where it's what you think you should be doing, what you think the cupcakes should look like. And it is based on what others might think. And so you know, what would they say if your cupcakes were a mess? What would they say? And so that can be a good indicator. I'm glad that you mentioned that. It can be a very good indicator that, okay, this is something that is just a stress on me. And then you can do, like you said, if, if you really want those beautiful cookies, you could order them out. If the beautiful cookies aren't that important to you, Mm -hmm. but you like making cookies and they taste good, then maybe you don't have beautiful cookies, but you have Pretty good, delicious. Yeah, delicious cookies. cookies. I mean, to me, yeah, I love a beautiful cookie, but honestly, I would rather eat an ugly cookie that's amazing than a beautiful cookie that tastes mm, okay. And a lot of those beautiful cookies actually don't taste, those are not to me the most amazing cookies. They just actually look beautiful, you know? (laughs) So that um, is often true. Yeah. And sometimes they're too pretty. You don't want to eat them. I know. Because you're like, I don't want to ruin this. I know. It's way too pretty. (laughs) Exactly. So I say, make that ugly, delicious cookie. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, gosh. Absolutely. People be like, oh, my gosh. Don't listen to Amber. No, just joking. No, but seriously, I do. You know, everybody, you know, uh, I feel like when, especially when it comes to food, people just love delicious food. And, and if it's stressing you out to make it look so gorgeous, you know, to really consider, is it that you want to make delicious food or do you want it to be gorgeous? So anyway, I could talk between travel and talking about baked goods. I could go on and on. <laughs> um, so I will move us along here. Um. Okay, so I wanted to ask you, though, so talking about things that um, we enjoy, I want to shift to being able to enjoy more time with family and also just taking care of ourselves. So share with us um, how you help moms do this, especially around this time of year. Absolutely. So one of the things I already mentioned are those shoulds, really um, being able to weed those shoulds out because as moms, we're busy. Our to-do lists really are never ending. And so we need to clean them up the best that we can and take some of that pressure off. And there are so many things that make it on our list that are a should because someone else told us we should be doing it, or we saw on Facebook, this mom was doing it. So, well, we should do that too, if we're going to be a good mom. And 
things like that, that we just throw on there without realizing that this isn't even something I really want to be doing. And so that's a big thing right there is going through those to do's and asking yourself, you know, is this something that I absolutely must, you know, have to do? We all have those things that we must do, you know, to pay our bills and and continue to function in life. Um, And then if it's not a must, is this something that I really want to do? You know, what makes doing this important to me? Because that can really help you get clear on if that is something you want to keep on your list or if it's something that you're just, you don't even know how it got on there or why it's on there. Let's get it off of there. You know, who cares if so-and-so makes special, all natural homemade lunches every day, you know, maybe that might not be that important to you. So take it off of there. And so just doing that in itself can be a, a big step, you know, it's taking your power back and realizing that, no, I'm, there is a lot to do, but I'm in charge here. I decide what goes on this to-do list and being able to weed those out first is a big first step. Yeah. I like that. And you know, it is, it is true because I, that it goes back to like the holiday stuff, but even day-to-day stuff, like how much do you really like doing certain things and, you know, can you offload that and um, does it make sense for you, you know, and just really figuring out what works best, especially for your family. Um, I do want to circle, um, back to just kind of taking care of ourselves. Right. And, um, you know, so many moms feel mom guilt, right. And, um, when it just comes Mm -hmm. to taking care of themselves and doing things for themselves. Um, but I feel like if we don't take care of ourselves then we really don't have anything to give to anyone else. So can you share with us, um, why it's so important and how it's beneficial, not only just to us, but to the people around us? Yeah. And as you were saying that about, you know, if we don't take care of ourselves, I'm, I'm nodding so heavily over here. You may have heard it through the microphone. <laughs> um, you know, we all have this like reservoir of energy and patience and, you know, the old saying is so true and I use it all the time. You cannot pour from an empty cup. And as moms, we are constantly pouring And we're going to continue to constantly pour because we love our kids and we love our family. But in order to be able to keep pouring, we have to refill back up. And so you had kind of mentioned earlier, you know, when you're, when you're not taking that time for yourself and when you are getting stressed out, whether it's a specific instance in front of you, like the perfectionism or just the everyday stressors, it's going to build up. And when it does, you become irritable with the ones you love the most. You have zero patience with, for moms, especially with toddlers, that's not an option. (laughs) And so when you take that time for yourself and you do some of the things that really help replenish you, and this looks different for every woman. And so that's something that I sometimes help moms with too, is find what really fills them back up. And when you take that time for that, you then have more energy for your loved ones. You have more patience for them and to, you know, handle with the challenges, handle those challenges that come up more gracefully in a way that you're not beating yourself up over for later because you feel so bad about how upset you got or how you overreacted. Um, And you have more love to give because 
you know, when you're, when you don't take any time for yourself, I, I say that when I was, when I first became a mom, I felt like a shell of a person. Like there was just nothing left inside of me to give by the end of the night. And I would sit there with my kid because, hey, I didn't want to take time away from him. So I'm sitting there with him, playing with him. But it was almost like I was there, but I wasn't. And right. so it also helps you be present so that you can really connect with your loved ones and have those joyful moments because there's opportunity for them all the time. But if you're completely depleted, you're missing them. You're not able to see them. You're not able to enjoy them. Yeah. And honestly, I feel like, yeah, you you get that check mark for physically being there. But I think you would probably recommend to people to go fill your bucket up yourself, even if that takes some time away from the kids so that when you are with them, you're fully with them and fully engaged versus just being like, yep, I can check off all these times that I'm like sitting with them, you know, based on what you're saying, because I think that's the problem too. I think people are thinking, well, if I'm with them for 10 hours straight, you know, then I get, I get this like award or something, you know, versus mm -hmm. like if you're with them for eight hours, but you took two hours off to really kind of fill that bucket back up and you were really with them, you know, that you're not getting any less award for being with them for eight hours. I feel like that probably is better because you're more engaged and um, excited mm -hmm. and you are happy as a, a person, right? As a mom, as a woman, as, you know, whoever you are, you know, not just the mom. Yes, absolutely. Your time together is of better quality. Um, you know, in the beginning when I would think to take that time to myself, because I knew I needed it, but I just couldn't get myself to do it. I would, the thought that I caught myself thinking was, I'm taking this time away from my son. And so of course I felt horrible and sad and I didn't want to do it. Um, but that was just the thought that I was telling myself it you know, we have these thoughts. It doesn't make them facts. It doesn't make them true. And when we can take that step back and hear those thoughts for ourselves, which is somehow, sometimes how a coach can really help you, yeah. um, you can then see, wait, no, like this isn't true. I'm not taking this time from him. I'm taking this time so that I can be there, like you said, for him on this different level where I'm really present, where I'm connecting, where we're engaging more. And that shift in itself has been huge for me and, you know, for many of the moms that I've worked with as well, because it's just a different way of, of looking at it. And it's actually the truth. The truth of it is, you know, I always tell people, take even five or 10 minutes away doing something you really enjoy, reading a book, listening to a guided meditation and come back and feel the difference. Yeah. Because I love that. Mm -hmm. once you feel it, you know, it's true. You know what yeah. I mean? Your, your yeah. head can trick you. Yeah, exactly. But once you do it, then you know. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Okay. So I wanted to ask you, um, I want to talk to you about just the unknown, right? Like, so with COVID, we have been experiencing the unknown all year. And so um, I just want you to talk about embracing the unknown and the things that we can't control. Um, you know, I just think, I think everybody's kind of over COVID and they're just done with like, okay, 
everybody's probably done hearing unprecedented times too. Like how many times can we hear that phrase? Uh, people are like, who cares? We don't care about unprecedented times anymore. <laughs> everybody's like ready to just be like moving on. And then, you know, we're going to be ending with elections. So whoever gets in, people are going to be mad, right? It doesn't matter. It's like, so, there's going to be a whole group that's not happy. So I just want to set us up as we go into this, that this could potentially be the case, depending on which way you go and who gets in. So um, I want to try to help the moms with things that they cannot control and the things that are unknown um, and just help us figure out like, what can we do to kind of help us feel like we're winning? even with all of this stuff going on. And um, instead of letting all of these things that we can't control just ruin our lives, right? And then just feel like, what's the point? Because I know that can sometimes happen when big things kind of take over and you just can feel like you're, I don't know, like in a slump, you know? It's just like you can't get yourself out of that. And then you just add in, it's the holiday season on top of it all. So what is your thoughts and what is your advice on helping us get through um, all of these big changes that are coming down the pipeline, as well as COVID and it being unknown and going into flu season? So who knows if this is going to get worse or not? I have no idea. But um, what would you want to tell the moms out there if they were uh, your clients? I think that, you know, we like certainty and we like to convince ourselves that it's there because it comforts us and makes us feel safe. But ultimately, nothing is 100% guaranteed. And so this uncertainty that's really hit home right now, it's always there. It's just that we're able to kind of ignore it and tell ourselves that we're in this nice, comfortable place where we know what's going to happen. And with this, it's, it's, basically told us, no, you can't, (laughs) you can't hide it. Here it is right in your face. And so for some people actually taking that step back and realizing that, you know, nothing in life is certain ever, even the things we feel the most comfortable in, you never know. And so COVID has brought that to light, you know, that I never thought I would see this in my lifetime where, you know, we're having to wear masks if we go outside and we have to be this concerned about catching something. And there's currently nothing we can take to just prevent it. And so for some, they can find a little comfort in realizing like, okay, yeah, you're right. So I've dealt with uncertainty my whole life. I I can handle this. I can do this too. And wherever you are, you can handle this and get through this. We've all gone through things that have really challenged us and we've, you know, been able to come out that other end of it. And so it may feel very challenging. And often when something scares us a lot, like uncertainty, we focus, we get that tunnel vision on all the things that are different on all the things that we can't control. And we forget to look for the things that we can control. And so I think that is a really big piece there. And you've talked about it a lot during this. And Mm -hmm. I'm over here nodding (laughs) because once again, the way we look at things, you know, it creates our life. And so when you catch yourself focusing and getting very anxious about, you know, well, what am I going to do if I get sick? What am I going to do? You know, taking a breath and just thinking about, you know, you can't control 100%, for example, that you will not get it. 
but you can choose to wear a mask. You can choose to wash your hands more and sanitize more. You can choose to not go to public places for now. So those are all your choices that you can make. And what you choose is your decision. 100%. You know, we each do what's best and what we need. And so our choices won't look the same as others, but focusing on what you're doing and what you need. And so if you need more comfort in this time and you need to feel safer, then what are the specific precautions that you can start taking to give yourself a little more of that safety, you know, that comforting feel? Um, And going into the holidays and everything, getting, it's easy to go into denial and I was in the beginning too. I thought this, this is only going to last a couple months, you know, and clearly it's still going on. So really knowing that things are going to be a little different and that's okay. And instead of trying to make things what they've always been, just accepting that things are different this year and maybe we can't do this particular tradition, but you know what, what, what can we do this year? What tradition can we start that's new this year? Or what can we do in its place that will still give us what? So, for example, if if one of your favorite things maybe for Thanksgiving is after dinner, your family sits around and you play a game of some sorts. And this year, certain members can't come because, you know, of the risk or for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. How else can you make that? that situation happen, you know, can you guys get on zoom and kind of play like a virtual game of some sort? So it's really getting the feelings. What out of, if you're sad about a particular tradition, what is it about that tradition that you're really missing? What piece of it is really hitting you hard in the heart and how can you create that peace in a different way this year that's going to work with everything going on around you and that you're going to feel safe and comfortable with. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I really do like that. It's kind of like um, I was talking to somebody before about like traveling um, and what do you really like about traveling and how can you, you know, uh, you know, put that into your life. You know what I mean? Like, uh, what are the things that you like about it? Um, and so if it's trying new food, then if you want to go to a restaurant or get takeout, go somewhere and get somewhere that you've never gotten before, right? And changing it up or making yeah. a dish. If you're a little bit more conservative on not wanting to be out and about and stuff like that, um, making new meals or whatever. So kind of thinking exactly. about what is it or is it kind of unplugging when you go traveling, you know, that you're not taking care of the house and stuff like that? Well, maybe let things go uh, one day of the weekend where you're kind of like, yeah, I'm not going to worry about this and I'm okay with that. So I like that you did that with the holiday season too, because I know people are going to probably be grieving a little bit of that because they may not be going back home and they may not be seeing family like they are used to. And so that may be kind of sad uh, during that time frame, but maybe they can think about new ways and being creative, kind of like you mentioned, even doing Zoom or something like that. So I think that could be fun. Um, yeah, because... W- yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. It's I was okay. just going to say, because because it's so easy to get sucked into being down about yes. what you can't do. Mm-hmm. And so we have to pull ourselves out, take that step back and okay, th- and accept it. I'm not saying to fake happy. You know what? This sucks. This really sucks. And it's okay to feel like this sucks. But what can I do that 
that would be something fun and, and that I could look forward to and that could give me those feelings of family. Yeah. And so, you know, those are our two options right now. And it's up to us to take that step back and to decide which way we're going to go. Right. I agree. Okay. So Jacqueline, we're almost at the end of the show, but I did want to end on this because um, I feel like this is a big issue around the holidays, especially if you are going to see your family um, in person. But what are some tips that you have for moms that really do struggle with people pleasing? And what are your thoughts with putting in some boundaries um, so that they can just really enjoy um, the season um, and also just not be completely frazzled? That is a great question. Um, you know, boundaries are something that I think are necessary, um, especially more so with certain people and certain relationships than others. And they can be really tricky to do because when we've maybe let someone put a lot of stuff on us and we've always said, okay, yes, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it. And then one day we say, you know what, I really can't. It can be upsetting to that person. And so, there's no way to totally prevent that. And that's okay, right? Because we're taking a step out of the people pleasing. <laughs> and we know that we may upset some people and, you know, it's going to be okay. We're going to get through it. But I think the biggest thing for that is you have control over how you present it to someone. So when it comes to boundaries and when you're at the point of, I can't do this anymore. Every year I make all the food. It's just too much for me. I cannot do it. You know, planning that conversation, thinking about it a little bit so you don't go in heated because obviously that will never get you the results that you're looking for. Um, even running it by a friend or, you know, another family member, if you have a sibling, my sister and I, oh man, we've helped each other out quite a bit through the years and saying you know, how does this sound to you? Because while you can't control how someone else is going to take this boundary that you're creating, you can control how you present it to them. And you can say no in a way that is nice, in a way that's not hurtful. And so many people think that saying no is like, just no, no, I can't, no, I'm not going to do it. And you can say, no, I, I can't do it. And here's why I you know, the past couple of years, it has just stressed me out beyond belief. I haven't gotten to enjoy time with the family. I haven't gotten to enjoy any of the holidays because it's just too much. And someone who truly loves you and cares about you is not going to be mad at you for that. And so it's, it's really, you have to make that move. You have to take that step, but you can do it in a way that is kind and caring and not hurtful. And even if that other person does get upset at first, give them a little time and you know in your heart that you you didn't do anything wrong. You don't have to feel bad or, or regretful about it. Does that make sense? Because so many times people snap. Yeah. They don't oh, yeah. do anything. Yep. So then they snap yeah. and then they feel horrible about exactly. how they reacted. Yeah. And, and so it, then there's this whole other issue. <laughs> right. So they would have been better off setting the boundaries, which might feel uncomfortable versus letting it just go, hoping it will just fix itself and then it doesn't and then you lose your mind and then that makes it it causes a, a whole slew of other You're issues <laughs> yeah there's so many other things in there and so just just being honest yeah and talking from the heart I like that. All right, Jacqueline, we are at the end of the show. Thank you so much for coming on. This has been so great and you know really I'm just 
trying to set up moms as best as I can um, with some information and tips on just getting through the holiday season and, and making it the best that they can, you know, especially during 2020. Man, we were really all having high hopes that 2020 was going to be a really fun, exciting year, starting a new decade. And, you know, this is not what we all pictured. <laughs> No, it, it surprised us. <laughs> yeah, it surprised us. Um, so anyway, so I appreciate you coming on the show today. Thank you so much for having me, Amber. Hey, you guys, have you subscribed to the Mom Inspired Show email list yet? If you want to have discounts sent to your email and links to the books we discuss on the show, as well as all the guests' information, then you will want to subscribe. That way, every episode will show up in your inbox every Tuesday, and you won't have to go searching for the newest episode. It will be right at your fingertips. So just go to mominspiredshow.com and scroll down and enter your name and email, and you will be all set. See you next week.